What's up, guys? Thank you so much for all of your awesome uh, comments and emails from last week's podcast episode where I shared with all of you guys my really big personal news, which is obviously going to be changing my life here very shortly. And uh, if you didn't listen to it, I won't spoil it for you here. You will have to go back and listen to it to find out what the big news was. But I really do appreciate all of you guys that reached out with words of encouragement and um, and just uh, a vote of confidence from you guys. It's really cool and awesome to, to see that from all of you. So thank you. Uh, this week, though, I'm going to go in the opposite direction with the podcast. And I want to basically tell you guys an extremely embarrassing and um, not so fun story from my sync licensing career. This is not one that I want to tell. This is not a story that I really want to put out there, but I'm challenging myself to just put it out there and be a little more vulnerable. And just to let you guys know that when I tell you I've been where you are, when I've when I tell you that I felt rejected, that I felt like a fraud, that I felt like I maybe don't belong in this business, this story will pretty much let you know that that's absolutely true. Um, and I, I really want to share with you the uh, mostly the psychology of what when hap- what happened uh, in my career and in my life when this whole situation went down. And this is a story of myself actually getting fired from composing a- an independent film. And this is a story that essentially. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of you guys, uh, when you're getting started with sync licensing, we have big ambitions, right? And we have our eyes wide open to being able to one day directly score for a film or for some big opportunity directly, right? Not necessarily always just putting together albums for libraries, but maybe one day, you know, that that director, even if it's an indie film, not like a huge budget like this was, this wasn't anything big at all, um, but definitely some money behind it. Uh, you know, just having that dream of eventually directly scoring for a film is its definitely, it's in most of our brains. Like we do have that as a potential future um, aspiration. And so I had the opportunity to do that um, in 2013 and it did not work out well and it did not go according to my expectation, to my plan, to what I thought was going to happen. So Going back to 2013, it was the year that I had just moved to Las Vegas from LA. So brand new city, uh, started to kind of get to know a few people out there, but really didn't have a good social network set up yet. So I was pretty isolated, uh, was just basically working a lot on my music. And I had a friend that I had developed from, you know, many years back in LA who uh, was connected to this independent film that had just been shot. It was about to be uh, put together um, and released and they were looking for a composer. And so because he and I had kept in touch, we had worked on many different projects throughout our uh, many years living in L.A. together. He just reached out and said, would you like to give it a shot? It's a full film. You're not just doing one or two cues. You're doing the full, I think it was an hour and a half film. Um, And I said, wow, like, I mean, definitely a little scared, a little freaked out in the beginning, but thinking like, this is it. Like, this is kind of that next level of me moving up to composing directly for a film. And um, so I said, yes, I said, absolutely. I mean, at the time, I just had a lot of time on my hands because I wasn't really interacting or socially connecting with too many people out in Vegas. So I'm just like, what, what else am I going to do? And this is a huge opportunity. Let's jump for it. Let's go for it. Well, I was not nearly aware of how much work it takes to score an entire film. Um, I think the romantic idea of scoring a film was actually more what was on my mind as opposed to thinking about the length of time that an actual film is and how many music cues actually get used in a film like this. And when I realized this, the, the moment I realized this is when they started sending me 
Vimeo private videos and videos that I could download and start to score directly to. So I would get one Vimeo video and it was 20 minutes and I'm like, okay. And they would tell me, here's where we feel that there should be some score, some points of music. And there'd be like, you know, four or five in that one 20 minute video. And I'm like, okay, no problem. Then I would get a second one and then a third one and then a fourth one and even a fifth one came along. And, you know, my jaw just starts dropping of like, oh my gosh, this is so much work. Like one person is going to be able to do this. I'm going to be able to do this. I I definitely immediately had this kind of buyer's remorse of like, oh boy, maybe I bit off a little bit more than I can chew because they want a lot of music. And it wasn't just like, hey, we need all these tracks to be rock tracks, which is something that's, you know, fairly easy. It came naturally to me. It was like, we want some orchestral stuff here. We want some dark tension here. We want some old 1950s retro music over here. I mean, it was like every different type of music you could think of. They wanted it in various points throughout the film. So not only is there a large workload, but it's like the very diverse sound that they needed. So I'm thinking, can I do everything? Can I do all of these things? And of course... I guess being uh, young and ambitious, I just said, absolutely, let's go for it. It's going to be a lot of work, but I'm jumping in. And that's pretty much all I did for about two weeks straight is I did nothing but just make music morning, noon and night, waking up early, cranking out tracks and even going back in my catalog and looking for music that I had composed earlier that wasn't ever accepted by a library that hadn't been tied up in some sort of an exclusive agreement. You know, I'm looking up and trying to find these old tracks and maybe one of them could work um, for some of these tension tracks or something like that. And sometimes just having to go into those old sessions and restructuring things. But most of it was just composing brand new tracks and trying to find the right tone, the vibe for what all these different points of of action or drama or emotion needed. And so I just remember being glued to my DIW screen, being hooked on caffeine like I've never been hooked on caffeine before and just completely being drawn into this entire project and it just consuming me for two weeks straight, like no weekends, there's no real days or nights off. Um, It was just this, 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 this is all I'm going to be doing, right? And of course, always being on the phone with my friend, I never had a direct conversation with the director of this film actually throughout the entire process, which is now in retrospect, probably something that I should have done. It, It definitely would be a note for me to make sure that when I get these opportunities in the future, to try to have a direct line of communication, because there was always this point of me getting the news from my friend about the notes they wanted um, or things that they needed and then me trying to interpret that and obviously my friend trying to interpret that. So we just get more cooks in the kitchen and things start to get a little bit more messy and uh, unclear when you have that many people trying to pass the sort of notes on back and forth, right? But that's basically my, my world for two weeks. It was just nothing but crazy amounts of work, crazy amounts of like lack of sleep and just cranking out tons of tracks, getting notes and, and trying to get some of this stuff kind of for, worked out because I wanted to. Of course, my naive thought was like, I want my first time that I send them back that Vimeo video with my music in it. I want them to just be like, this is awesome and we're we're just happy with it and you know, maybe minimal notes, but we're just great, right? So that's my kind of naivete, so to speak, in there, thinking that there wouldn't be, you know, notes. But of course I start sending back the Vimeo uh, videos one at a time as I complete them. And right off the bat, I'm starting to get some pretty disappointing notes from the director. So things are like, well, this doesn't sound like tension. This doesn't sound like not not just sort of like, hey, we like it, but maybe we need to change this that. 
it was notes that were just kind of like, um, this doesn't really feel like it's fitting in with the scene. Like this entire track just doesn't feel like it's fitting in with the scene. It wasn't like, you know, you're actually on the right track here, but I think we need to swap out one of those instruments. They're just a little bit distracting, or maybe this is, this part's a little bit too intense or, you know, it was just more like, this is just not the right song for this scene. And then that was the more common um, note I was getting more, more and more from all of the Vimeo's uh, videos, the little chunks of the video, the, the movie that I was sending back to them. Uh, once in a while, some of my tracks would work. They'd say, yeah, this kind of works. Maybe you got to change this and that. But the vast majority of it, it was just like, mm, strike one, basically. Go ahead and try it again. And then I would go back and recompose. And I would compose new tracks and, again, get stuck in my my, my uh, DAW for another you know couple of days at a time, um, sending them back as I'd get it done. And then the second round of notes after I do these revisions got even actually more frustrating and more disappointing from the perspective of the director because it was sounding like we're going in the wrong direction now. Like the last one you had, it wasn't right, but at least that one was closer. Your revised tracks are even further away from what we want. And I could tell us a, a, just a feeling, a tone of frustration coming from them. Even though I wasn't directly talking to the director, it was just through my friend. I could feel it, that there was this frustration. There was because the notes were getting more sort of <laughs> more centered around a rejection um, and even getting close to like, maybe this isn't the right producer. Maybe this isn't the right composer for us. That's the, just the vibe. That was kind of what I was reading between some of these lines. And of course that starts to, you know, um, chip into my confidence quite a bit to kind of get those sort of notes after the revision, after I thought I listened, I thought I was going to do what they wanted. And it was even further away than the beginning, than where I started in the beginning. So, of course, then my brain starts to play these tricks on me that's like, well, maybe you don't know how to compose. Maybe you don't know what you're doing. And maybe you are a fraud. And maybe you shouldn't even be, you know, in this kind of a gig. You you know that those were, I know, those were the thoughts that started to kind of haunt me mid-gig in the middle of this uh, experience, right? It was at that point, uh, when I'm in the middle of all this and really, you know, struggling, that then my friend finally revealed to me that, there's a little bit of a backstory to this entire situation that I, I had not been aware of. And the backstory is that the director of this particular film had previously worked with another composer who was more established. He had already, this composer had already composed for many films and especially films with this director. Um, but the problem was this composer charged a premium, had a higher fee than I was charging. I was charging something that was more like for a newbie, like a, a you know, just kind of an amateur like I was basically. Um, and so I wasn't charging that much and we had a really low budget to work with. And so this other composer though was the preference of this director. He just couldn't hire him because the budget of the film would not allow it. And that was the only reason why he couldn't go hire this composer that he already knew, already had a friendship with, already had a working relationship with, and probably had a lot of confidence in, right? And because they just had a limited budget for one reason or another, they had to go with the cheaper option, and that was me, okay? And now knowing that, that was basically a little bit more reassuring for me to realize, okay, there might be a little bit of politics here at play, there might be just something else that it's not just necessarily me, um, but there might also be some kind of a preference that the director had from day one to just want to work with somebody that he's already got confidence in. And I'm basically in this beginning stage of trying to build the confidence in this director without ever directly talking to him, which is even more difficult, right? So knowing that helped me a little bit, but it's still didn't make me feel that much better. So at that point, you know, I'm getting these notes and, you know, I'm turning in revision after revision and it's not getting closer and they're really not liking what I'm doing. 
And but they keep giving me revisions notes. They keep they keep telling me like, okay, no, but try it again. Try this. Try that. And, they, and then they start sending me actual like, you know, it's actually one of those things that feels really insulting when they're like sending me now reference tracks of an actual song. And they say, hey, just do this. All right, make it different. Don't rip them off, but just do this. And when you got a client that starts doing that to you, you go like, oh, like. That was supposed to be my job. Like I was supposed to come to the table with musical ideas. And here they are kind of doing my job for me and giving me actually these references. And so I just, you know, all these kind of things just start to just, you know, tear at you, just tear at your soul and just really rip apart your confidence really in the end. So as I'm getting all these revision notes and then getting my frustrated myself, like, why do I keep doing this over and over again? I finally just said to my friend, I said, listen, do you think they really want to work with me? I kind of feel like they keep giving, this is my theory. And of course, to this day, I have no idea if it's true. I can't read minds, but I, I kind of got the feeling that they just, they didn't want to fire me outright. They just wanted to keep giving me rejection notes until I one day just walked off the gig. And so they could go, hey, you know what? We had a composer for a limited budget, didn't work out. And then maybe they could go back to their you know, investors or whoever they needed to get money from to say, hey, we just, we tried it the cheap way, didn't work out. This composer quit on us, right? And now we just need to go get to the one that we really wanted all along. He's gonna cost a little bit more, but we're gonna be, have a better, um, we're gonna have a better product in the end. That was just a vibe I was getting because I'm like, it's obvious to me that you guys don't like what I'm doing and it's not working, but you don't fire me, right? There just wasn't this sort of like, hey, maybe this just isn't working out, but they just kept stringing me along. So I told my friend, I said, listen, can you have a, just a frank conversation with them and just ask them, do they really want to work with me? Or if they really want to work with the other um, producer, uh, I would rather just walk off of this and just not not to be a part of this thing because I really... I'm losing, I'm, I'm wasting my time too. They're wasting their time with this, but I'm also like taking time away from composing for the libraries that I'm partnered with right now to do this gig. So this is taken away from me as well. And if I'm not gonna complete this gig and get paid um, to complete it, let's just kind of call it quits and be done with it. So after I suggested this, that's exactly what happened. So they basically let, let me go. They said, thank you so much. Yeah, I think we are gonna go with this other composer. Um, and I think that's what they were waiting for in a way. They were waiting for me to kind of quit essentially, uh, even though it felt like a firing because they were basically telling me, in a, it was like a slow motion train wreck, right? It was like, you're fired, you're kind of fired. And then the next time they gave me notes, yeah, you're kind of fired. Yeah, you're kind of fired. They just kept on telling me that over and over again until I just said like, all right, it sounds like you're firing me. Let's just sort of be done with this, right? So they did. And that's where my confidence really, it, like the, 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 the turmoil and the sort of uneasiness I was feeling in my gut, that's when it really took a hold and it really felt terrible because not only the wasted time and energy, but just this feeling of like, man, I just, I blew it. Like I just didn't do it. I didn't get the job done. I didn't deliver. I didn't satisfy the client. Um, and then of course, all of those, uh, those feelings of feeling like I was a fraud, like I was a faker, like I was an imposter, like I shouldn't belong in this business and that, you know, I have no chance of really doing well in this industry. Um, that I had those thoughts and feelings before this gig. And when this gig happened, it's like all of those thoughts and, and fears just like amplified times 10. And it was just like, see, I told you, you don't belong in this business. You shouldn't succeed. Uh, there's no chance you're going to go any, any further than you are here. This is as big as and the best is as, as good as you can get, essentially. And it just really sucked, guys. It really just sucked. It crippled my confidence. It made me feel terrible. It really got into my head. Like I remember um, struggling with the creative process at that point for for a long time. Um, and this is probably the point of the story where you're expecting some sort of a happy ending, right? Some sort of a lesson to be learned or something. Sorry to tell you, but like 
Not really. Uh, it, it took me a long time. I did not bounce back quickly from this situation. It took me a few years, actually, to eventually start to gradually shake it off and kind of build my confidence back up and feel a little bit more competent as a music producer for the sync licensing business. But it probably wasn't until 2015 and even into 2016, I started feeling a little bit better. But as, as many of you guys know, it was 2016 when I really hit um, a burnout moment where I just was not not liking this business at all and not excited about it. I was way isolated and you know some of that lack of confidence was still there. Um, and that's when I just bailed out of the business for a couple of months because I said, I just can't do this anymore. I just, I literally cannot open my DAW to compose one more EDM track for another reality show. Like I'm just done with all this stuff. Like I get me out of here. I want to try something else. I'm done, right? And that's when, you know, taking time away from it and exploring a whole bunch of other potential creative or not creative, but just career options. Um, you know, this kind of new revelation dawned on me that it was like, you know, back then in 2013, when I had this situation happen to me, when I got fired, if I had something like Sync Academy, right, where I could go in and share my story and type it up or make a video and say, guys, I feel like crap. Like I just got fired. I'm working on this gig. It sucks. And I feel like I don't even know if I belong in this business. Like this is just, it just really took a lot of wind out of my sails and now I need to really regroup. I think having a community, reaching out to other producers, reaching out to other human beings who have felt the same way, who have actually gone through something like that, or even if they haven't, but are just there to just encourage me to say, it's all right, like it's one gig, you know, you're gonna learn something from that, you're gonna bounce back. Don't get too um, zoomed in to this one particular situation and, and sort of extrapolate that your entire career is now a fraud because you got fired from one gig, you know? And it's so true because I can't tell you guys how many custom opportunities that I did not get. But every single one of those, I don't sit around going like, oh, see, I'm a fraud. I didn't get it. I didn't get that commercial. And that's why I'm just no good. You know, for those ones, definitely disappointment was there. But I didn't deal with this kind of like much bigger feeling of uh, maybe I'm just not cut out for this. I don't have what it takes to succeed in this business. This was the gig that did that to me that really kind of pulled that out of me. And it's different for every producer. It might just be a custom gig that's uh, a 24 hour turnaround that you don't get. And you think, man, it was like my genre. It was my specialty. Um, you know, I read the brief. I think I did everything I possibly could. It just didn't work out. And maybe that's the thing for you that kind of like amplifies those negative thoughts and has you going down a spiral uh, into these really, really dark places. Who knows, right? We're all different. We all have unique experiences. But, you know, I, I, back then, definitely not in 2013, I had nothing in terms of like a community, especially like no online community that I could go to and kind of reach out to and get some of that support. So that's one of the main reasons why Sync Academy and just having an online community, wherever you are, like even if you're not in Sync Academy, if you're a part of any sort of an online group, um, you know, especially now with COVID and all the craziness where you can't even see other human beings for the most part, but at least being around um, other productive, positive people that can kind of encourage you, motivate you and put you back on the horse when you're needing it. That's so important for our industry. It's so important for what we do here, not just for what we do, but just for anything in life, just to have a community of people that are there to encourage you to be supportive of you and to obviously hear you out. You know, I can tell you guys that if you're feeling that way right now, just reaching out and if you're in Sync Academy, just writing a post about it and just expressing your thoughts in a written form and then knowing that other human beings are gonna read that and comment on it and kind of give you some encouragement, you will immediately feel better just because now you're not the only one carrying that burden. Up until that point, you are the only one carrying all of this fear and anxiety and, and lack of confidence. But when you share it and you put it out into a community, 
we all sort of share a little bit. We feel a little bit from you, right? And so now you have your your burden, the weight that you're carrying on your shoulders is lifted just a little bit and you feel just a little bit better. It's magic. It's an incredible, awesome thing. And it works every single time when we just open up and start sharing what we're feeling, what we're going through. So that's my uh, reason for sharing this story with you guys today is it's still a little bit of a burden on me that I still carry this thing a little bit, that it still eats at me, but I'm sharing it. I want to put it out there. I want to let you guys know that I've gone through very, you know, uh, just crippling situations like that, that really don't make, don't give you a lot of confidence. And so when I tell you guys, I've been where you are, trust me, I have been exactly where you are, but you can get through it. That's the important thing is you can actually push through those kind of things to the other side. And I guess the big conclusion that I want to wrap up this episode today is, is that your psychology matters. My psychology matters. Our psychology really does matter. Um, this is why we're putting together these new tutorials in Sync Academy that are going to be centered around the psychology of a sync licensing producer and how to get through these moments of doubt and lack of confidence and un uncertainty about where your future is going to bring you. Because what I did, unfortunately, with this experience is I allowed this experience lower my expectations of what my potential would be in this industry. I allowed that to happen. I don't say that this experience made me feel like I couldn't achieve. No, nothing made me do anything. I allowed it. It was a choice. I chose to allow this experience and the feelings that I had with this ex experience lower my own expectations about how well I would do in this business and whether or not I belonged in this industry. Okay, that was a choice. It might have not felt like a uh, conscious choice. It might have felt like it was just an automatic thing because I just had these feelings and the feelings sort of took over. But one of the big things that we're going to be doing in these new Sync Psychology um, tutorials in Sync Academy is diving into these topics and to make sure that we are being very conscious and very mindful of the types of choices we're making in terms of how do we want to view the experiences we go through? How do we want to view feelings of insecurity or lack of confidence? Because this is the stuff, guys, that really prevents people from moving forward. It's not the technical stuff. It's not having the best tracks or not having the best tracks or learning how to use a particular plugin or not learning how to use a particular compressor. That stuff does not prevent people from getting to the point of doing this full time and succeeding. It's the stuff going on between our ears. It's the psychology. It's the mental stuff. It's the spiritual stuff. You want to call it that way. It's the psychological stuff. It's the stuff that is um, ingrained in us and sometimes feels like it's just automatic forms of thinking. And what I would like to do and what Trevor and Mike, our other Sync Academy pros are going to try to help us do is start to dig into those really unhelpful forms of thinking that a lot of us are trapped by and start to reprogram our brains towards more productivity, more confidence, more abundance so that we don't get trapped and don't let these experiences that really affect us take away our potential and take away our future in this industry. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. And if you have any comments, I'd like to share your experiences, I love to hear it. You can always comment below if you're watching on YouTube or always email me, jesse at syncmymusic.com. I love hearing your guys' stories, especially your personal ones about what you've really gone through in this industry. It's also gonna be very helpful for me to know where to steer a lot of these tutorials that we are going to be releasing. And by the way, we plan on releasing them um, around October 1st. So if you're in Sync Academy, stay tuned. You got some great stuff coming your way. If you're not in Sync Academy, you might wanna think about considering joining us uh, around that time because these tutorials are gonna be the ones that I know are going to push a lot of you guys through to full-time income. It's not gonna be your technical skills. It's not gonna be the type of music you produce. It's gonna be mastering how your brain thinks about the future of yourself and the future of your career in this industry. So with that being said, guys, thanks again for listening and we'll see you guys next week. 
Thank you for listening to the Sync My Music podcast. If you enjoyed the show and want me to do more episodes, all that I ask is that you leave me a review on whatever platform or app that you're listening to. It just takes a few seconds. I'll never charge for this podcast and I want to keep it 100% ad-free. And your review right now will help me do just that. Thank you so much.